Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we'll be taking a look back at all of Week 11's games and marveling at the glory of the big man touchdown, which was about the only thing to marvel at in Monday Night Football. everybody welcome back it's another edition of the third shift football podcast i am josh atkins with neil tarver where we stay up late watch all the nfl games every week and neil this was a this was a struggle tonight watching the giants and buccaneers attempt to play the game that we call football yeah usually i'm okay with uh staying up late to watch football that game sucked my will to live out but we will talk about it and get to the rest of week 11. Neil, um, the Buccaneers, they had a hard, hard loss the week before against the Washington football team. The Giants, they are the Giants struggling. Like it's just it's a hard enough, loss for the season. Enough, yes. Yes. And um, the Giants, who were like, we're going to play cover three against the greatest quarterback of all time and get shredded. Oh, they just... They kept rushing for sitting back in zone and they'd run the same freaking cover beaters over the middle every time. Just every do time. something different. They they blitz and it work and just do something. But no, just just the slow death. Just death. By, I've never got that. For years, I know I know the platonic ideal of beating Brady. It's the platonic ideal for beating anybody. You rush four, you sit back in coverage, and hopefully your pass rush gets home. Well, in the real world, that doesn't really work. Never. Not against so, Tom Brady. You've got to do something. Either like rotate coverage, disguises, blitz, do something. But it seems like every team that plays Brady sometimes just has the same strategy of, okay, we're just going to do this, and if it doesn't work, Eh. yeah i was very disappointed in the giants and you know they're like seattle who also lost in week 11 they had a chance to really get in the nfc wildcard race right they weren't that far behind to start the week and boy like this was a winnable game i thought i didn't really think tampa played that well grant they took advantage of the bad defensive play calling and the execution but um like you mentioned in the intro, the only good thing out of this game was we got a big man, Tutty. Dude went up there, too. Like, that was a hell of a catch. Af- offensive linemen are athletic, phenomenal. They're majestic <laughs> species. Quick, find more find more adjectives. Let's keep going. Let's find um, the word big. Yeah, open up, open up the uh, beautiful, source. Let's go. Beautiful, okay. heroic. Yep. Um, Statuesque masculine okay um shifty ephemeral the, I, it was a great play so what led it to was. it was a bad not an interception by tom mike evans not having hands Boop. giant giants got the interception and then daniel jones was like you know i'm gonna make one good play today and that's the big man touchdown because i don't daniel jones Oh, I've spent so much time on this pod trying to defend Danny Dimes, and he's thrown nope. one of the worst interceptions I've ever freaking seen tonight. So, and honestly, the second one, not much better. So the first touchdown Neil's alluding to is there was a play action. I think it was off shotgun, right, Neil? Shotgun? Yeah, something like that. So the blitz is coming, 
the tight end is his hot read, right? It's it's like mm-hmm. the oh crap, I gotta get rid of the ball. He's gonna be there. He gets open off the block, and Daniel Jones doesn't look at him. He's right in front of him, five yards ahead. He throws it to the defensive lineman. He we gotta stop calling him Danny Dimes. This dude shouldn't be a starter in the NFL. We trash Baker Mayfield. We're we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. Daniel Jones should not be a starter in the National Football League. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. Like he's just not good. They have too many weapons. Kenny Galladay with on the block. This dude's awful. He got paid and is acting like it. And uh, and Saquon Barkley's Barkley has lost a step. I don't know what's wrong. This Giants team is just. I I, I feel pain for you if you are a Giants fan because that was awful. That was pathetic. I look, it's honestly, I don't even as much blame the like the uh, the skilled players quite as much. Like, yeah, like the Mitty Doll that it sucked this year. He's he was, but he was never a separation guy. He was a contested catch machine, which is not what this team needed. Um, honestly, for me, it's 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 the offensive line. It all comes down to the offensive line. Yeah, maybe Daniel Jones has struggled at times. Yeah, the receivers aren't. Yada, 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 yada. The O-line is terrible. It is. It's egregious. They, and you said so it. bad. And I've said it all year. I said it at the beginning of the year. I've said it throughout the year. That the one thing that was going to hold this team back is the offensive line. And it keeps doing it. Danny Dime, Danny Jones can't develop because he doesn't have time to sit back. There's a dude in his face. He's got to do something. Throw the ball. It's always bad. They can't just sit. Like, the biggest, like, tonight – you can see what a good O-line does. Tom takes the snap, he stands back in the pocket, and he just gets to survey the field and make a choice. Daniel Jones is basically the snap hits, and he's probably already got to be thinking about what he's going to do to get away from pressure. And that's a team-building failure. This The Giants are an exercise in having some good offensive pieces and, like, running back. Um, they have decent wide receivers. I know Galladay has been struggling, but Kadarius Doney's good. Darius Slayton's good. Um is Sterling Shepard out there? Or is he hurt? I believe I he's, hurt. I believe he's yeah. hurt. Yeah, he's hurt, but there's some good offensive pieces there and they keep wasting them because their O-line is so bad that they just can't do anything about it. I even feel bad for Jason Garrett. Cause you know, his he's play calling. Call. He's a good play caller. Eh, I'm not going to go that far, but even his play calling is going to be hamstrung by the fact his O-line just cannot hold up. It's uh, everyone needs to go. Judge needs to go. The front office needs to go. Maybe Danny Dimes needs to go. I, I'm not sure. I think another team could – I think more so than Darnold, he could be a trash heap like salvage job. Like the Saints? I'm not sure. The, yeah, maybe the Saints. He gets with Sean Payton. They have a good O-line. Get with Sean Payton and res his career. Somebody, I mean, look what, look what the Colts did with Carson Wentz. I mean, it, the, you know, we'll reevaluate Carson Wentz when the season's over, but this is easily probably his best year since his – near mvp year yeah and sometimes it's a matter of like giving them some protection and not having them have to do everything i just want to see i want to see daniel jones learn to sit back there and read the defense because lord knows he doesn't do it right now and frankly it's not even his fault half the time no it's just all around bad this i i would god i can't believe gentlemen's hold on this long if he if he holds on after this season I mean, no I, already know, I already know John Mara is out of touch with the rest of the world because he was a driving force for that stupid taunting call. 
but I, I just don't think he'll be a member of this reality if he keeps freaking Gettleman around after this year. He's just done I, yeah. nothing with this football team. But good win for the Buccaneers. They're staying in the race for the one seed, but they got a tough matchup next week. I mean, oh, God. If there's a team I would not want to play right now, it's my Colts. After nope. what they did to Buffalo, oh, my. In Indianapolis, Tom Brady is hated there more than Satan himself. Ooh. I'm, I'm pretty sure if Satan showed up at midfield, he'd get booed quite a bit, even in Indy. <laughs> Probably more so than Tom. Are we sure? Because Tom's hated. No, because I'm pretty sure if I was at a football game and Satan showed up, I'd have to re-examine my thoughts on God in real time. So I'd probably be pretty silent. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Other news, Neil. um, Taysom Hill got a contract extension. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even. I have nothing. I don't. What are the Saints doing? I, I don't I don't know I don't know why I don't know how I I think Peyton I think Taysom has pictures I think these pictures are some things that his Mormon Jesus would not appreciate but I just I don't understand they're not even using him as the QB right now they're still like yeah Trevor Simeon he's clearly better than Hill like, he got twenty two and a half million guaranteed he's not that good a, like he's not a good enough quarterback to get that. He's not a good enough tight end to get He's that. not a I good don't... enough football player to deserve I, that money. He'll be 35 when this is over. 35. Is he the great? Okay, who who is fleeced a franchise worth? Chase Daniel. What about, I was going to throw in him. I was also going to throw in Matt Flynn. Uh, when the Seahawks signed him and then drafted Russell ooh, Wilson, they never yeah. played Matt Flynn. That is true. <laughs> That is true. Uh, I forgot about that. I remember that. I remember the days when they were like, when he came in and had a couple good relief games and they, everyone was like, hey, Matt Flynn's out there. Like, oh, the Seahawks grab Matt Flynn. Maybe they'll be good. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Russell Wilson, however. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know what the Saints are doing. We talk about Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson with the Saints. Um. Notice oh. no one talks about Taysom Hill with the Saints because we're not Sean Payton and we don't see it. I, I respect Sean, but I've seen Taysom Hill play quarterback. And no, you do not want that long-term. It will end badly. I don't even want it for a series. No, he one well, dude has no deep ball, no touch. And oh, it's just, oh, he never has. Even when, he, before he got, he was made out of glass in BYU. Yeah, I, it's. It's just I don't understand it, but whatever. They, you've paid him. The cap is fake anyway. I, I to them. Why pay good players when you could just overpay for Taysom Hill, a player who I assure you, no other team in the NFL wants. That's facts. Green Bay had him as a backup and went, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let him get placed off of waivers. I, I just, yeah, no, no one else sees in Taysom Hill what Sean Payton sees, and you know what? That's okay. Let Sean have his little fun. Neil, Monday Night Football is in the books. Let's recap week 11. And wow. Neil, I know I missed the first slate of games. You missed the second slate because we were at our individual games that we'll get to in a moment. But wow, week 11 provided us a lot of clarity and also it didn't provide us clarity. Is that how you feel? I just thought it was another good week of football. I 
Yeah, no, nothing is for certain right now. There are no good teams. Everything is chaos. Embrace it. Yeah, embrace it. So uh, top four games, you know, we do this every week. Um, if you miss any of our previous episodes, you can find it on Apple, Google, and Spotify and other podcast platforms. Neil, we're going to start with the NFC North North showdown between the Vikings and Packers in Minneapolis. We said it was going to be a good game, and boy, did it deliver. I hate the Vikings. We, we both do. But I just – I said it in the pod. I said, you know, every time I think that they're going to do it, and I give – I can give a concrete list of reasons why they match up, yada, yada, yada. Like, say, like, yeah, but I can't trust them, and this is the first time I've gone against my gut and been like, okay – I'm picking the Packers, and the sons of bitches actually do it. Like, unreal, right? They're unreal. aggressive now. That's the big difference. They're aggressive, and they're pushing the ball downfield and trying to get their playmakers. Yes, does that mean Kirk threw some balls that should have been picked and yada, yada? Yes. But at the same time, they're getting the ball to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and they were being dynamic. They were taking advantage of their talent. Which Instead is what just- we've, we have preached this all season right take yeah. advantage of the talent yeah you just run the ball as much because your o-line sucks ass yeah like i understand dalvin cook is special he's a top five running back but you have justin jefferson adam Thielen, and kirk cousins he only has two picks let the man throw let him push it he's a good quarterback he's not going to win you a super bowl he might win you a playoff game because he's done it in his career but thank god Look, I still have my problems with Kirk and maybe I I was getting on him a lot early in the season. And I think some of that was warranted, but some of that in retrospect might've been play calling yada, yada, yada. Kirk's looked a lot better these last two weeks when they've been aggressive. He's dialed, he's dialed up his play. Now he should have had two picks on this. One of which got called back for an admittedly legit roughing call with the helmet. And then one of them, the dude just dropped, but Right. He's looked better. And the fact they looked like Justin Jefferson looked amazing in that game, which is good because we all know he's amazing. They were able to get moving and get this Packers defense, which has been playing really good recently on their back foot. And they were the first team to really finally punish the Packers for, you know, trotting out Kevin King and uh, Eric Stokes. And, you know, this is a close game throughout, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the the Vikings had a six point lead at halftime, but the Packers had the lead. And honestly, if the Vikings score any quicker, maybe the Packers win. It felt like whoever had the ball last was going to win this game. Rodgers looked a lot better this game. He had a QBR mm-hmm. of 88.3. Yes. I don't think he's – there's still a little. I think things are – he's still a little down on his conditioning. But he looked a lot better. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Vikings didn't miss a game-winning field goal for the second time this year. So, hey, there's but, that. The Packers have kicking concerns. Yeah. Miss Crosby, Crosby missing those field goals. That hurts. Or just, he missed one field goal, right? Made his extra points. Excuse me. You can't miss that. Right. You can't right. miss that. Field no, goal. Yeah, that was a difference in the game. That's yeah, difference in the game. He makes one of those field goals or that extra point. Maybe this is a different game. And also the Packers lost Elton Jenkins in this game. So they're down another yeah. offensive lineman. They, oh, they need David Bakhtiari back so bad. Yeah. And the honestly, they just fell a game behind the Cardinals in the in the top seeded race. Who they just won again without Colt McCoy. We'll get to that here in a moment. But man, I mean, this isn't a bad loss for the Packers. I just for the top seed, because they want home field advantage throughout the NFC, this hurts. Yeah, it's rough. They just they just didn't bring it, and you know what? 
Good on the Vikings for actually going out there, playing aggressive, and trying to dictate the terms. Yeah. We'll get to the playoff picture at, towards the end of this podcast. Well, let's, can we say something um, Yeah, about the Vikings? Like, we got to remember, this team is like two or three fluky plays, and I know, I know, I know. But they're a missed field goal for beating the we, – we said this before, but they're like a missed field goal away from beating – the Cardinals, they're a fluky, bad fumble call away from beating the Bengals. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they had a couple of weird plays away from beating the Ravens. This is a team that legitimately could be like eight and three or nine and two right now. They, they legitimately are sorry. That's that math doesn't work. Eight and two or seven and three. They could legitimately be a, real contender right now and maybe if this new a more aggressive vikings team shows up we might need to start talking about the vikings in the nfc i think I'm not the two, quite there yet but yeah the two most impressive teams in the nfl the last few weeks has been the vikings and the colts yeah. right you can say the same thing about the colts they beat the ravens and titans in overtime lo and behold the colts are probably the one seed in the afc yeah right except but the little I'll give the Vikings and that I think their stuff was a little more fluky. Like that Bengals loss, that was just a bad fumble call that screwed them. The Cardinals thing, uh, missed kicks are just brutal, like especially at that range. Uh, uh, The Titans OT loss, maybe don't throw the ball away. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So let's move to the Colts, Neil. That's our second game. I was in Buffalo Mm -hmm. for that game, and I witnessed probably one of the most dominant performances of the year. I mean, wow. Nobody saw this coming. We both picked the Bills. Yes, we did. And I I do not regret that choice, but man, the the, the Colts showed out. Like big Congrats time. on finding the Titans playbook, by the way. They literally just played that against the Bills. And you know what? Until the Bills can prove they can stop somebody running the ball, every team's gonna do this. Yeah. Every team. I think. It is panic time in Western New York. I'm ready to say it. They're a Super Bowl contender, and they have looked really bad the last few weeks. I know they blowed out the Jets. The Jets are the Jets, right? They're better than the Lions, but that's not saying a whole lot. I was thoroughly disappointed in the Bills. I have Bills fans around me going, we don't know what's wrong. Neil, it's panic time. That's the best way I can describe it. The elements were not great, but it's not an excuse to play a defense that has struggled against the pass. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to watch the L22 on that one because I haven't seen it yet. It's trying to figure out what went wrong, but the Bills kind of remind me of, and somewhat still to a degree, remind me of the Chiefs this year, where yeah. they're this yeah. heavy. And honestly, there's a lot of these heavy passing teams that are starting to run into this where. They just something's broken. Like there's some disconnect where the, either the processing isn't there or guys are getting skittish. And like Josh Allen looked skittish in the pocket, was making weird plays and holding the ball too long, trying to hunt for these big plays. Uh, he didn't trust his O line, you could tell, but which I didn't really quite get. I didn't think the Colts' pass rush was that. No, they good. really didn't. The Colts, I think, only got like one or two sacks. It wasn't mm-hmm. that many. But it was he one. It was one. In the pocket. It won. It was. What about the? Is that counting that uh, strip fumble? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So there was that. And then he just kind of looked jittery in the pocket. He was forcing things. And I, I want to watch the all 22. Maybe guys were getting open, but I'm not sure what the Colts are doing defensively to cause it other than the bills just kind of being disconnected right now. I will say being there, the Colts were disguising a lot of things. Usually I can read a defense for the most part. I can tell if it's zone or man. I could not tell. It was actually pretty difficult. And that's a kudos to the Colts, Colts yeah. coaching staff and the players for doing that to an elite quarterback who Josh Allen is. But I'm willing to say he regret he's regressing. Yeah, but he's not I, looked as good this but, year. But to be fair to him, your running back's only got 11 carries. Well, but part of that's play calling. It's, 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 it has to be better. Like, you yep. can't run the ball 11 times and expect to win in the NFL. I know it's a pass-heavy pass uh, league now, but that's egregious. Yeah, one of their best plays was that big run to, for, by Matt Breida when they were back. Yeah, up. 28 got yards. A big hole. Yeah, it was a good play. I They probably do need to run more, maybe try and get things down. But I, unless the offense, they're like the Chiefs right now. They need to – I don't know what's going on, but you need to get back in sync and because they just look really out of it. And is that – are they like the – these pass-heavy offenses that have dominated the last couple of years, they really look like they've been struggling the last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah, like really this season, like maybe has the whole the, year. Maybe, well, I, think I don't know if they figured year. it out or if I don't know what's going on. Cause like the Chiefs, for example, the cover two is doing some things, but the Chiefs are also just shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly. And the Vikings, the Bills are kind of doing the same thing. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's they've discovered that being patient enough will cause these kind of high flying dynamic woo offenses to just kind of emulate themselves. I don't know. It's yeah, uh, I want to watch I, the all twenty-two of this game because, like, the broadcast feed, it was really tough trying to tell what was going on down. Yeah, there. being at the game helped me see that. Um, so I also think that, oh gosh, I just lost it. I'm so sorry. The the one like when you have a hyper aggressive quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, even Carson Wentz to agree, right? He took a couple throws. I was like, no, 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 you don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. When you force them to be patient, it's kind of like how Peyton Manning was early in his career until later, and then they finally won a Super Bowl because he was finally patient enough. They just – they try to hit the home run every time. And I get Josh Allen is your best player. You pay him a lot of money, and you want the ball in his hands every play. But you have to run the ball. Zach Moss and Singletary are not bad bats. They're serviceable. Matt Breida is a home run hitter, which you need. So they have three good backs for their offense. Then you got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley. We know all these guys, Manuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis. I I was just so like, wow. Like I know it was raining at the start of the second quarter, mid second quarter, but wow. But yeah. also like it, I wonder if the game was different because Neil, the, the game changed in the second quarter towards the end. It was like less than two minutes ago. The Bills get the kickoff, right? The Colts escaped the field goal at 17 to 7. And the Bills scored the drive before. And the Colts had a great answer. Got a field goal up 10. They come out of the end zone, which if you have a dynamic offense, really every NFL team, if you're in the end zone taking a kickoff, take a knee. Let yeah. your offense have the ball. There's a reason why you're returning kickoffs unless it's the end of the game and you have a dynamic player back there, right? But then he comes out of the end zone, slips and falls because it's raining. The ball's loose, and he fumbles it before he's touched. Colts recover it, get to the two-yard line. Jonathan Taylor scores 
his third touchdown of the game. That changed the whole game. Because then now you have to throw. You can't be conservative down 24 to 7. And that's part of my Chiefs allegory where, like, they just kind of looked like KC earlier in the year after a turnover. They just get shell shock and they'd all try and force and everything to make up for it. And it just get mistakes are compound and compound and compound. So I'm with you. I'm a little worried about this Bills team. I still think they can turn it around. They're not out of the division yet. Maybe they just need to calm out, have a few good games, get back in the rhythm. But and they yeah, don't there's some issues. They've already had the bye week. Yes, they have, which and is unfortunate. You know and what? Patriots I, breathing down their backs. Not their head. <laughs> oh, which yeah. Nobody saw coming, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Um, I remember my train of thought. It's a good thing they played Thursday. You wiped this clean. It was a bad loss. I think this is worse than the Jaguars' loss. It's the way they lost was yeah. demoralizing. And I want to talk about the Colts for a second. We talked a lot of Bills. Yeah. The Colts just came out and punched him in the damn mouth. And that's how they yeah. should play. I know it's a lot like Tennessee, but when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor and you have this great of an offensive line, this is what I've been preaching the whole year, Neil, and it finally happened. He had 32 fucking carries. 32 carries. Preach. Dude, I'm not knocking it. I, 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 It was said in jest, but yeah, if the Tennessee playbook is working, you – don't expose Wentz too much to his dumbass decision-making on occasion. You give it to your most dynamic player, Jonathan Allen, and let him work behind what should have been, and at least this week was one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Jonathan it's a smart Taylor, way to play. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor's great. I said that. You said Allen. Did I say Allen? I meant Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, one of the best young dynamic backs in the league. So that's a good formula, and I'm glad they used it this week, and they really – show what they can be if they stick to that we'll see if that continues going forward but yeah that's an encouraging game if you're a Colts fan your defense held up its end of the bargain your offense has looked the best it's looked all year with a really sustainable formula of Jonathan Taylor running on the O-line and not having Wentz do too much and it's a good thing you're looking better and better for the playoffs each passing week now we'll all see if you can continue that up with this brutal uh stretch of games you have but we'll see um i want to say this about carson Wentz though he was 11 to 20 with the qbr 72 that's fine he had a few mm-hmm. drop balls and he didn't really throw the ball well in the second half because the elements was really windy and rainy mm-hmm. um he made one play that i was like wow um it was in the i think it was the second drive when they were going to score the touchdown it was like third and ten after it was third and five and then it was third and ten because of a penalty and it looked like he was sacked, right? Everybody's cheering. All of a sudden, he comes out. And he scrambles for, like, 15 yards. It was – That was just bad effort, was, man. <laughs> like, I'm no, sorry. It's such a great play, though. Like, yeah. It's more of a great play than bad bad tackling. Like, to, he just didn't fall like some quarterbacks do, right? That's Mac Jones. He's on the ground. I respect that so much out Carson. Yeah, he's made some dumb plays because of that thought process. But that was a great play. He should be rewarded. I said on the last Mm -hmm. podcast, when he makes great plays, it should be talked about. When he makes bad plays, it should be talked about. He made a great play there. He made a few other good throws. He had a couple. I was like, oh, God. But overall, great win. The defense is starting to play well, which is an encouraging sign. And Jonathan Taylor, he's not an MVP, but he's going to be talked about in the MVP conversation. He won't win it. But, man, he has been so good. It's so fun to watch. So fun to watch. 
Neil, let's go to your game. Chiefs Cowboys. I got to watch a little bit driving home. I watched the second half when I got home. Your defensive line, the Chiefs defense line was incredible. Oh my. Oh, Chris that was Jones. tasty. Chris. Like the Colts oh. offensive line was tasty. That Chiefs defensive line was real tasty. Oh yeah. The Chiefs defensive line. They were on this week. Frank Clark's healthy and he's playing better, like showing me what the hell I know for slandering him early in the year. Uh they the Melvin Ingram edition's looking great. I'm sure the Steelers are regretting we that. We both one. said that. White hard. They, yeah, because now they have two ends. Like I if they ever play Chris Jones on the end again, I'm going to fly to Kansas City, bang on uh, Spagnola's door and go, dude, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. Like, but, uh, sorry, and then Chris Jones on the interior is a monster. But I think there was a lot of, throughout the defense, there was a lot of encouraging things. Legereus Sneed's looking good again like he did last year. I think he's the best tackling cornerback in the NFL. There was a screen early in the game where he sniffed it out, timed it out, and hit Michael Gallup in the air behind the line as he was catching the screen pass. It was like, great. He, all sorts of sticks. He was all over the place. Jerry Steen looked great. Traverius Ward looked good. Again, being he's been much better in coverage over the last month. Even, I'll admit, it's a depleted Cowboys secondary, but that was on C.D. Lamb, man. Like, they yep. made some good plays. Rashad Fenton looked good. The linebackers look more athletic than they've been in years. Juan Thornhill and Matthew are looking good. I'm not going to say the Chiefs defense is great, but I think they're at least creeping toward average, which is where they need to be. That's all and, they need with that offense firefighter. I know they only scored well, 19 points. I know they scored 19 points, but this game is the more 19. about – Did I say the score wrong? No, you're right. It's night. Sorry, it's not the 19 that was the problem. It's the process. The Chiefs offense kind of looked like they have every game but the Raiders game. They're just lots of drop passes. They're not quite connecting out there. Mahomes is Mahomes wasn't forcing it. I felt quite as much this game, but his timing and throws are still slightly off. Um, he's not. There was a couple of times where he was running out of the pocket, and he just in the past he just either commit to a run or throw. He one of the two, and now he gets in this weird sideways thing. He's better. They didn't panic as much in the past, like after the Kelsey pick, which that was terrible. I'm calling it the Kelsey pick because. It was not on Patrick's fault at all. I, and wish, I hope they changed that where, like, yeah, there's interceptions, but there's tipped interceptions. Yeah, um, I agree. That was just terrible. But he, he also didn't help himself. He wasn't making great throws. And I'm hoping the bye week will get him back on track. But there's still some worrying signs for the Chiefs offense. They need on this the bye in the worst way. Yes, because they, they need to they need to chill out. They need to get their feet back under them, play with the to find out what's going wrong, maybe overhaul some of the play calling because I think the play calling is getting a bit predictable after the first 15. Yeah. Um, and the, but they'll, it's a bye week. Hope they're looking better. They, they've won four in a row over some decent teams. And moving on, moving on the other side of the ball, I don't know I'm what concerned. that was from the Vikings. The Vikings, let's talk some good though. Micah Parsons, great off the edge. Uh, Micah really Parsons of- is sneakily becoming one of the best uh, picks in the draft. Oh, yeah, because he can play off-ball linebacker and pass rush. It's wild that he can do both of those things. Uh, that they, they, He punished the Chiefs repeatedly because they kept sticking Andrew Wiley on him as their third-string tackle. And, yeah, it's a bad matchup, but he was – he like he run, that strip sack near the end of the first half. He yeah. ran down Mahomes. You don't see many guys do that coming off the edge from the opposite direction. It was yeah. a hell of a play. Uh, their defense actually played, in my opinion, okay um, – they were fine the big thing in this game is the offense there was don't get me wrong they didn't have tyron smith 
They didn't have Amari Cooper and they lost CD at half, but their O-line looked bad. Bad. <laughs> but I, I, I think I credit more to the Chiefs' uh, D-line, mm-hmm. but you can't run the ball 16 times with Ezekiel Elliott. He was hurt, but he still played admirable performance, right? And yeah. you have Tony Pollard. Why is Dak throwing it 43 times? I get he's a great quarterback. I, I saw Mitchell Schwartz saying something about this on Twitter, and I agree with it. It looks like they were playing it's like right from the beginning of the game or like early on it's like they didn't trust their o-line at all because they're trying to throw this quick stuff i know and they were trying to throw this quick stuff and do stuff about it and that was actually honestly sinking their offense just as much as anything else and it was just they got themselves out of sync guys were dropping balls dak was throwing bad passes like dak looked out of it in this game and maybe you can do part of that on the chiefs Lord knows Spagnolo, like as much as I've been on him, he's still a great play caller and does some good things. Um, yeah, it was just a it was just a bad game, I think, for the Cowboys. Maybe they get their receivers back, they'll be a bit better. Um, it's a quick week. It is a quick, it's a quick week, but who are they playing? They're playing the, the Raiders, the dying corpse of the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. By the way, key fact they said on Sunday night football in their pregame show, mm-hmm. every team that's playing on Thanksgiving night or Thanksgiving in general lost in week 11 neat so mm, that that's bad yeah i just i love dak i think if he has to spin the ball that much it's fine Mm -hmm. the the cowboys are at their best when ezekiel gets 15 to 20 carries and tony pollard gets about five to ten so what you get about 30 carries right yeah that's when they're at their best yeah but it's they are a super bowl team when they do that when they do they this scuffle just, blend this is yeah. the second time in three weeks they've scuffled they're like everyone else they just something's gone wrong with the nfl this year Our it's, teams wild. Are just, it's just, wild i've never seen such like this is great we've had so much parody in the nfl and it's fun we don't have a dominant team mm-hmm. we just don't and it's yeah. fun like you just don't know like We'll get to it in a little bit. The Titans lost to the Texans at home. Um, I don't want to get to that yet. I want to get to the Cardinals Seahawks. It's our last game, Neil, before we did the rest of week 11. The Russell Wilson era needs to end. It has Sad. to end. It, it, they, they're three and seven. There's no point in trying anymore. We said on the last podcast they had a chance to make the playoffs. It's done. You lost to Colt McCoy at home. Yeah, this game was – this is the where I've come on the Seahawks at this point in the year. We were talking about this when we were doing predictions, and you were like, well, Ke- well, Kyler might come back. And I went, oh, even if he does, I think they can beat them with Colt McCoy. And I still chose the Cardinals because I it thought a Colt McCoy offense could still beat the Seahawks. And he did. Like, frankly – this team is just not up to snuff in anything. They're they're like I think Russ is still good, but he's not playing great. Uh, their receivers are still good, but they're not getting the ball. Their offensive line isn't playing good. On the defensive end, they have no pass rush. Their linebackers are like Bobby Wagner's okay, but he's getting old. Their other linebacker isn't very good. Their secondary isn't very good. Just like the rot has settled in on all of their roster. That Jamal Adams trade was terrible. They have not drafted well in years. DK Metcalf's probably their best draft pick, and he's the only one. But he's this a head team, case. He, I'm not going to go that far. He's, I think he's still solid. But they're just... You can be solid, but you can be a head case. Okay, fine. I'm not going to get into that right now. I, I don't like having that discussion. 
it's just everything settled in. It's just this feels like a death knell of a team. It just I don't think Russell will be here next year. This is what this game and the last couple of weeks have felt like. The offense is broken. The play calling is uninspired. The defense has nothing going for it. That's the big reason I put this game in the top because realistically, yeah, it knocks the Seahawks out, but they were a fringe playoff team anyway. And the Cardinals won another game with Bill McCoy, whatever, our top team. They got dominated by the, the Cardinals defense. They didn't play well. And then their defense is bad. Like this, this feels like a end of an era loss where it's like, yeah. we got to rip the bitch down and go on. And I think things are going to change in Seattle this offseason. I think people are going to go and it's not going to be pretty. Well, and I say trade Russell now because you never know, right? He's uh, 32. Well, you- he's in his, he's in his thirties. Quarterbacks can play till their forties now in today's NFL, but he's taking some hits. His body's starting to fall apart. They need to get as many first round picks as possible. Cause they don't have one next year. That was part of Jamal Adams trade. I trade Bobby Wagner. I would try and trade Jamal Adams. I would, I would trade Tyler Lockett. I would trade DK Metcalf. I would just reboot. You're in a really tough division. The Cardinals are not going anywhere. The Rams are in it for at least two to three years, right? And the 49ers, they're going to be a hard team to beat because of the way they play. So this rip, rip it off. It sucks. Seattle, you had a wonderful run. It was great. You got a Super Bowl out of it. You should have won a second one. Pete Carroll and that coaching staff didn't throw the ball to Malcolm Butler. Like, it was a good run. But for Cardinals, Neil, this was a hell of a win to keep that top yeah. seed. That was big time. And they stay ahead of the Rams, who had yeah. a bye week. And their defense their defense looks good. Their defense looks really good. Um, it still looks good, and their offense can still function, although I think that might have been more of the Seahawks' defense. But good for the Cardinals. It's a good win for them. Awesome. Yeah, let's move on to the rest of Week 11, Neil. Uh, we did not Lightning talk round. This, we did not talk about Thursday Night Football, Neil. Patriots. Because what's there to talk about? The Falcons the Patriots are the like, top team in AFC East. Shit. It's I don't okay. Look, look. <laughs> I think I think the Patriots have a nice team that's really well rounded, and they might win the East if the things go on. But all the people who are always like, oh, are they best team in the AFC? No, no I don't think so. No. Their defense is good. Matthew Judon, Wahey, JC Jackson, Wahey. Uh, Josh Oche, yeah, I think he's on that team. Yeah, yeah. Josh Oche, yeah, he's playing really well. Why, hey, they have good things. Mac Jones has looked decent, good, good, decent, but frankly, they overpowered an Atlanta team who was missing Cordell Patterson and Calvin Ridley, and just eventually that was going to catch up to them. And congrats, it all catches up at the exact same time. <laughs> this is a big four week stretch coming up for the Patriots. Now, here you go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Tie into home at Bills on Monday Night Football. I'll be at that game. Neat. At Indianapolis, who are mm-hmm. really hot, and they're both going to be fine for playoff spots. And then they get the Bills at home. This is a – and then they got Jaguars, Dolphins, in the year. This is a big – we're going to learn if the Patriots are for real. Are mm-hmm. they Are they a playoff team? Are they going to go deep? Or are they a fringe wildcard team and maybe miss out? Well, we're they're catching the Titans and the Bills at the right time. <laughs> I would say they're catching the Titans at the right time. I'm not sure about the Bills. I know it was a really bad week. Okay, if the Bills lose to the Saints on Thanksgiving night, uh-huh. the Patriots will win the division. That's bold. I'm willing to say that because the Bills will be this um, head case from hell. They'll be a head, like even if 
even if the Patriots only a half came up, I will still pick the Patriots if the Bills lose Thursday night football to Trevor Simeon in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, that would be bad. That would be very bad. But yeah, this is an important four-week stretch. Keep an eye on the Patriots. They're looking good. Ravens Bears, Justin Fields, Tyler Huntley. I'll get to I'll get to our boy in a second. Okay, okay, sorry. Justin sorry, Fields excited. left a game. Rib injury. I was batting. Dalton came in, but our boy, my man, Tyler Huntley, University of Utah product, balled out. Got the dub for the Ravens. God, why am I so excited? Was he great all game? No, no. I'll admit it. He threw a pick that was pretty bad. He didn't have great stats, but he was great when it counted. And that's what freaking matters because he was ah. great in college. I hope Justin Fields is okay. Um, yes. This game kind of went how I thought it would. Two backup quarterbacks, uh, the better team won. And now we didn't yeah. know Lamar was going to be out. We no. picked the Ravens, picking Lamar. Great win for the Ravens State. First in the AFC North. Tyler Huntley's going to be a backup in the league for a while. That's the takeaway. He's and one I, of the best backups in the league. Mm-hmm. And let's get ready for Thursday night for a Thanksgiving football of the Andy Dalton Bears versus the Tim Boyle Lions. God help us all. God help us all. This don't watch it. Enjoy Thanksgiving you can, with your family. This this mm-hmm. get ready for Cowboys Raiders. You can Lions. be thankful you don't root for either of those. Now teams, I want I want to talk Lions Browns, but I want to talk about Baker Mayfield. Oh, I I had some hot takes coming to this. Some kind of cooling. Baker on. Mayfield may not be a Cleveland Brown in 2022. Mm-hmm. And if I was running that team, I would trade two firsts, a pick swap, and a third rounder for Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, Baker's Baker's been tough to diagnose this year because he's hurt, and that you can explain some of the flaws in his game because of it but i just i don't think the processing's been there this year i think no. he's made some bad decisions he's late he's trying to do too much and i think that might be who he is i don't know i'm going to keep i i was, I was pretty i was watching the highlights and the, I, there was this one play where he like tried to juke. i think he tried to juke somebody in the pocket and still got sacked and i was like Ur. but look i'm gonna give ba- he's baker's really banged up i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt i'm just gonna keep riding and at the end of the season we can take a look back and go this is it. Other than that, this game was just kind of how it went. The uh, Browns offense struggled. The Lions offense very much struggled because, oh, God, Tim Boyle. But it, it was what it was. The Browns won. They'll move on. And they need to they do need to start playing better. Otherwise, the season, which had so much promise, is going to be lost. I mean, they're in the thick of the wild card race and the division race. They're in the division race, which, oh, my God, crazy. Yeah. Baker has to be better. Mm hmm. Or he may not have a starting quarterback job next year unless he goes to Seattle because they traded for Russell Wilson. Yeah. It's not looking pretty if you're a Baker Mayfield fan. And I feel bad. I like the dude. I got nothing against Baker, to be honest with you. But when you're that terrible on a team that has a lot of talent. Mm. Help he picks his play up. Texans, Titans, Neil. I at the Bills game in between like plays, not plays, but like um, timeouts, right on the field, they would show on the scoreboard the games. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what I was seeing every time. And then I watched the game and I'm like, oh my God, everything I have said about Ryan Tannehill is freaking true. I spent half the year defending him and I still won to, but that was a terrible game. I was like, really, four, man? That's so- four picks, Neil. Four yeah, picks against good. the Texans. Yeah, they were not good. They, this is the, this is frankly the Titans team I was been somewhat expecting for a few weeks now. 
the offense does not function the same and it's kind of rough without a star running back and it showed in this game they weren't running the ball they threw 52 times which wow uh, that's yeah. just some real faith in your running game right there uh turned the ball over a bunch a couple led to, which led to at least 10 texans points frankly yeah uh, their offense couldn't find a groove their defense played okay but uh i'm grading on a curve because it's the texans and their defense simply wasn't good enough to keep them in this game with all the mistakes the offense are making i knew regression was coming for this team because a big majority of the last couple of weeks has been how the hell are they doing this? It and, was, they uh, were getting, they were getting wins, but it was the most ugly wins possible. And it, thank God they did. Imagine if they lost to the saints in uh, their game before that was Rams. I mean, imagine if, if Stafford doesn't throw those picks or like the saints make those two extra points and they don't call that roughing the passer call, the Colts and Titans would be tied for the division lead. Yeah, right. Because they, they, I want, I don't want to say lucky because there's always luck in sports, ball bounces your way or whatnot, but they're fortunate. Yes, they're, they're fortunate and they're, they're going to be in straight up survive in advance. The, the Patriots game is looking really tough now. Um, the, who knows with the way they've been playing against bad teams, the Jags might be in contention. They got Steelers um, in Pittsburgh. This, That's never easy yeah, in December. They, mm-hmm, and, the, the Niners are, Okay, maybe not the Niners, but <laughs> they look better. They've looked they're looking better. Um, and then like I don't know, man. We'll see. But fortunately, they close out that three-game stretch of the Niners, the Dolphins, and the Texans. That might save them. But I, they, are you sure about the Niners? I'm sure-ish. We'll look at they there. play a physical brand of football. I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But yeah, I'm a little worried about the Titans, but let's just we'll see if it's just a one game fluke. But I am a little worried. It, it this should is be the regression I was expecting. It should be, but it just proves that Tannehill can't play behind. I've said the whole sure. season. He it, can't it, no, they were behind. Look, man, if Carson Wentz is allowed to have like three bad games and have you still pounding the drums for him, I'm allowing Ryan Tannehill to have a couple of bad games and still pound the drum for him. That's a fair point. I'll give you that. Yeah. Dolphins Jets. Do we really need to talk about this game? The like better, the Dolphins the, are the better bad team won. That makes sense to everybody. Good. Yeah. Like, congrats, Dolphins. You are the losing out. a decent game though. Yeah. Oh God. The Dolphins are hurting their draft stock, but it's whatever. Their draft pick is actually is it in Houston or it's with Philly. It's one of the two. Yep. Um. Bad loss for the Jets. Saints, Eagles. Wow, the Eagles. They're like the Colts and Vikings. They're hot. They're sneaky. And the Patriots. They're, they're, they get the sneaky. You know what? Because they, they finally started doing? Running the ball. Yes. And, like, look, I'm king. I'm the king of the throw the football bandwagon. But when you have Philadelphia and you have Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and Jordan Howard, maybe running's more. I said at the beginning of the year, I thought they were, and they were kind of doing it. They're going to use the more West coast playbook when I thought they needed to use the Lamar Baltimore playbook. They started yeah. using the ball Baltimore playbook and they are running very well. Averaging, they were ran 50 times, averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Um, which, and of course, some of that might be deflated due to like short, like touchdown runs, yada, yada, yada. Um, they looked good. They were dominating line of scrimmage against the number one run defense in the NFL. The saints could not compete. And if this if this Eagles team keeps playing like this, they can think in the playoffs they can be scary for somebody. They could. They could absolutely make it as a wild card. They're not going to catch the Cowboys, I don't think, in the division race. Unless they could. that absolutely falls apart. They could. It's Cowboys. They do it every year. I mean, yeah. they're my Super Bowl pick. 
they had a bad game against the Chiefs, but you just never know. I mean, the NFL is so hard to predict. Mm-hmm. It is right now. Um, if you're the Saints, boy, these have been really rough two weeks. I feel bad for them. This was, I think this was a contender, and then they lost their two best players. Oh, okay, sorry. Then they lost their quarter, starting quarterback and their best player. And that roughs. That that's that rough, rough. That sucks. And I feel bad for them, but I think you're just gonna have to write this year off, come back next year. Maybe trade for one of those probably shiny QBs that's gonna be on the market. Russell Wilson. Yeah, boy. Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Rodgers if you're the Saints? Oh, God. You get maybe a year or two of Rodgers, but then you get maybe five years of Russell. Yeah, Russ is the longevity, although his play sometimes is something to be desired. Right. Uh, Washington, Carolina, we got this game really wrong. Yeah, I thought they thought that uh, Heineke would struggle a bit more, but you know, wow, he balled. You know, to be fair to Taylor, he's always been kind of the Fitzpatrick high variance. He was probably due for a good game. And yeah, this was the good game on the other side of the ball. I thought, I thought, uh, thought Cam looked pretty good. So keep your heads up, Carolina. Yeah. I mean, Carolina's still in the playoff race, but that mm-hmm. defense really let them down. Yep. And that's what they, they have, their defense has to be good. It has mm. to be because of the way Carolina's going to play on offense, a lot of running play action they may not get a lot of first downs to keep the drives going oh that's a bad loss for carolina and for washington yeah you won you might make the wild card if you play this well but no they just they need to mm. find a hole and die yeah niners beat the hell out of jaguars as expected yay the jaguars suck yeah good win for the niners though because they're staying in the wild card race at five and five that's yeah. that's key that's there, that's good. They will be a team if they make it that's going to cause a lot of problems because of how physical they play. Except for their secondary. Their secondary is going to cause a lot of problems for themselves. Exactly. So they got to fix that up still. Uh, let's get to another uh, game that we thought could be spicy and then it wasn't because the Bengals just kicked the Raiders in the ribs multiple times after they were already bloodied and beaten up with how the season's gone. It takes a lot for me to say this, but I really do feel bad for the Raiders. I do One, like it's continuing. Con- it's continuing the meme that they start strong and then collapse into a damp mess. And two, they've just been through so much and lost so much, and they just they're just falling apart. Did you listen to Carr's press conference? Like he he wants them to turn around as a franchise, but they refuse to. And I yeah. felt his pain. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. You put him with Sean Payton. Oh God. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. It might be Drew Brees 2.0. Yeah, Carr's a good quarterback, and this Darren Waller's a good piece, but without a vertical passing game or a really strong run game, they're not going to do much. I'm really disappointed they don't have a stronger running game with Josh Jacobs. Because they gutted their fucking O-line in order to barely fix their defense. I would argue not fix their defense. Yeah, their defense has been horrendous. And the Bengals, that's a good win. On the road. Across the country, that is a good win to stay in the division race and the wild card race. He's a free agent. Uh, Derek Carr's a free agent after 2022. Just keep an eye on that for people. I think the Raiders need to blow it up like the Seahawks. Try to get a first or get a couple firsts out of Derek Carr, at least yeah. a first. I would. I like uh, if you're the Saints, do you trade for him? I, I put a query in, but I also know the Raiders, they won't do it. Do the Giants trade for him? I know the Raiders. They won't do it. <laughs> That's fair. But I'm just, I'm just saying, let's just say they make them available. 
Like, do the Giants take a swing? I know the. It's a moot point. The Raiders aren't going to do it. Like, yeah, every. Derek Carr's a good QB. If he became available, a lot of teams would be like, "Mm," even like the Niners would be like, "Mm, maybe. But it's just not going to happen. So I'm just moving on, frankly. That's fair. Last game, Neil, it ended up being a thriller. The Steelers Chargers. Yeah. But the Steelers wish they had TJ Watt. They might have won this game. (laughs) They would have. Their defense was bad. Yeah, they didn't. And guess what? The Chargers' defense was just as bad. It's not. They just had the ball last. So good for good for the Chargers. They actually they didn't. The Steelers oh, sorry, had the Steelers last. had the ball last. Oh, they, actually, sorry. Steelers. The Chargers had the ball last, but that was after the Steelers went <laughs> on their attempt yeah. to win the game. My apologies. Um. Yeah, the Steelers' pass rush wasn't getting home, and as I've said all year, if their pass rush doesn't get home, their defense isn't that good. And I kind of showed it. Uh, blown coverage to Mike Williams was bad. They just weren't. They didn't look as good. Alex Highsmith had some nice pressures. Their D-line was doing uh, – sorry, their D-line was doing okay, but you had to get a lot more than that for Justin Herbert. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Chargers offense came alive again. Justin Herbert looked great. He ran. He threw. It was all razzle-dazzle. They looked great. I'm worried about their defense. I don't think they could stop anybody. No. it It's a great win for the Chargers. If they're the Steelers, it hurts, but the tie really helped you with the Lions. Mm-hmm. That tie is going to be a huge tiebreaker, really, no pun intended, when the season's over because they're they're a half game behind mm-hmm. Buffalo for the seventh spot, and then the Colts are right behind them. I mean, imagine if they lost to the Lions. They'd be uh, five and five. No, not five and five. Um, they'd be. If they lost to the Lions. They'd be five and five. Yeah, excuse me, five five. Sorry, math's hard. Long day, long Monday. Um, man, I this this AFC NFC playoff race is probably the tightest it's been in years. Like, there's no separation on the one seed, really. Like, yeah, the Cardinals are probably the best team right now. And then the AFC is this oh my god, I don't know who the best team is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I there's no favorite, like. I can make a case for every team one through nine because I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Browns are the 10th team in the AFC. I can make a case for the Colts, Steelers, Bills, Chargers, Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Ravens, Titans. I can make a case for all of them to go to the Super Bowl. That's how open it is. Yeah, it's – you know what? I'm excited for the – I'll put it this way. I'm not, not sure who's going to win it because everyone's been so up and down. I'm just excited. This should be an exciting finish to the season. And who knows? It's open. I love light open. We are six weeks, Neil, left in the regular season. Seven? Seven. Sorry. My apologies. Seven. Well. No, six. Oh. Week 12 is coming no, up and we have week 18. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. That's seven weeks, Josh. Sorry. I can't. I told you. Long Monday. But this is going to be an exciting finish. Quick, stop the show while we can still talk. <laughs> Um, Neil, let's look ahead a little bit. Thanksgiving. First of of all, everybody, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrate with your family, um, there's three games. Usually Thanksgiving gives us one good game. Not this year, (laughs) but, um, bears, lions, Raiders, Cowboys, Bill's Saints. No, that's it. That's the picks. No. Talk to your family. (laughs) Neil, we got to pick them. Lions Bears. Going to pick the Lions. Detroit's terrible. If they start Tim Boyle, they will be unwatchable. 
Are you are you picking the Lions to win? I took the Bears. I heard I told Lions. you why the maybe okay. I am picking the Bears. If the Lions start Tim Boyle, it will be unwatchable. Lions will get their first win. Jesus, man, did you watch Tim Boyle? I did, but I have to. It's Thanksgiving. Something stupid's gonna happen. That's the okay, way this year's went. Fine, move on. Raiders Cowboys. That's uh, seven points. Bears are fair by three and a half, if you care. I'm going to choose the Cowboys. Hopefully, CD will be fine now. Like concussion protocol. Hopefully, they'll get uh, Michael Gallup or Amari Cooper back. Oh, no, they, Michael Gallup wasn't hurt. My bad. Hopefully, they get Amari Cooper back or Randy Gregory or Tyron Smith. Uh, Tyron Smith, I think, was trending, but they held him out this week. So, I think he'll be fine. Tyron Smith will be fine. Hit should help the O-line be decent again. Uh, Amari should come back. I think they'll be fine. I think Dallas wins this because – I just poor poor Raiders. Yeah, I agree with that. I got the Cowboys big on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Big. They won't lay an egg again offensively. There's no way. Bill Saints on the nightcap in New Orleans. Bills are favored by four and a half. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Bills. I know last week was a stinker, but uh, New Orleans is still hurt. I, I think Alvin Kamara will probably still be out for this game. Uh, Trevor Simeon's not going to hurt you that bad. And their defense has been good, but I think Buffalo bounces back. Josh Allen has a bounce back game and they run the ball effectively mm. to complement their explosive pass game. Like the Bills by 10. Not a blowout, mm. but by 10. The Saints will keep it competitive. They're at home. It'll be a fun night in New Orleans. Neil, that wraps up week 11, heading into week 12 into a holiday week. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you enjoy it. Happy Thanksgiving. If you enjoy it, celebrate your friends, watch some great football. Week 12 should be great. Have a great day and safe travels. Bye.